Hey everybody, welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. Alongside Demi Ramos, I'm Jordan Edwards. It is 6 p.m. Eastern, which is pretty late for us to start the show, and it's 10 p.m. UK time. And the reason we say it's UK time because today's guest is from the UK. And so we'd like to welcome her to the show, Maisie Peters, everybody. Maisie. Hey. Maisie, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? The we are actor. excellent. Excellent. So what are you up to on a Thursday night uh, besides doing a, uh, a little live stream uh, for an American show? Yeah, you know, it's a classic Tuesday night for me. Um, I was in the studio today. Um, I was actually with um, a guy called Justin who's in one of my favorite bands called The Vaccines. Um, and yeah, we were working together today, which was really fun. And I've been a big fan of his band for a long time, so that was very cool. And then I came home and had some dinner with my housemates and had a cup of tea, and now I'm here. That sounds uh, that sounds great. Vaccines, amazing band. That's, that's amazing. really exciting. Yeah, we we're just curious. We thought you might have had a studio break while you were where you were available on a on a on a Thursday night like this. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, first of all, your your new single, John Hughes movie, is out now. It's doing really well. It, I believe it's the first of your singles to chart on the, in the UK charts. Is that correct? That there's, was, there's the cover that was right correct. there. There I am. <laughs> mm. um, yes, that was correct. It was, I think it was like 92 for a minute, which was very exciting. I've never, I've never been even slightly there. So 92 is, is big. And uh, obviously this is kind of an ode to, uh, you know, teen nostalgia and the, those great 80s movies. Uh, so tell us about, a little bit where the song came from. Sure. So I wrote it when I was probably about 17 and it was about a house party I went to when I was 16. Um, and it's very just a, obviously just a very dramatic retelling of uh, my suburban teenage experience and, you know, me going to my party and seeing that my crush is there kissing someone else and I'm very upset. So I walk home in my silly little heels because I'm not wearing my head ass because I'm, I'm so embarrassed. Um, and yeah, it's really just, it was like a really dramatic emotional retelling of that um and then I kind of had it and I loved it for all these years and then it just felt like the right time to release it with the album coming out I wanted it to be like the first big bang of the album so it got kind of we reproduced it and then it was born well congratulations on everything the hook of that song in the videos so Jordan's a video uh, music video uh filmer how would you say that Jordan director director yeah. yeah and I don't know that video is so unique to me it felt like I was watching a movie with the burn book at the end mm -hmm. like I couldn't turn away from it I was wondering how did the concept of this video come about yeah I'm thank you so much I love this music video I'm really glad you like it um it basically I knew I wanted to do I wanted to do something that was kind of shocking um and I knew that it was going to be have the sort of cinematography and and the colors of a John Hughes movie, obviously, because that was the the tribute. But then I also just was like, I want to do something shocking and something that people wouldn't expect, hence the death. Um, and I was like, okay, if we do murdering, I'll make it kind of like violent and Quentin Tarantino-esque. And then from there, I was I worked with an amazing director called Lubos and we kind of just created more and more ideas. We had the zombie boys on the skateboards and we had the, the pulling out of the heart with the just like an Indiana scene. Jones thing, the cheerleading. And I've never danced before in a music video. I'm not a dancer, it was so but cool. I really wanted to go for it. So yeah, we ended up like creating this crazy thing and we filmed it in a day, which was insane, but it was so fun and I love it. So the obvious follow-up question, Maisie, is what is your favorite teen movie? Like, and I were specifically John Hughes or a teen movie in general? I'll, I mean, I'll answer both. Um, I, my favorite John Hughes movie is Ferris Bueller. 
Um, but my favorite movie ever um, is 10 Things I Hate About You. So both of those are sort of like the, the blueprint for this song. Dope, you also dope. said um, you said something about having tea tonight, and that was the most British thing I've ever heard. Mm. And um, I wanted to know what's it like growing up in the UK. What's that like? Um, fun, you know. I would say I, I mean I can't. I've never grown up anywhere else, but I would say it's good. You know, it's everyone is very. Um, I would argue to most point uh, cynical and grounded, which it, I personally enjoy. Um, and I mean, I grew up in a very small town, so it was a lot of cows and there was like one bus, um, and one shop. Um, but it was a great, it was a great time. I was curious, you know, when you were growing up, were you encouraged to have a quote unquote normal career or did your parents encourage your music and your, in your art? No, I was, I was encouraged. I have really wonderful parents. They're not, um, in music at all. My dad's a teacher and my mom works in communications, but they were both super encouraging and very supportive of, of me and my sister just doing whatever makes us happy, really. Um, and I was very, I loved music and I was making music and gigging and playing, you know, pubs and I was busking from a very early age and they were always just very much like, if it's something you want to do, then go and do it. Like, we're not going to stop you. Um, and luckily it worked out for me. One time, uh, one of my all-time favorites of yours is Worst of You. I think that was 2018. Um, and it's like, it's kind of like your toxic relationship anthem. And I wanted to know two things. Can you tell us about this song and, and writing it? And is that person still in your life? Um, no. Um, yeah, so I wrote that song after, actually, funnily enough, I realized today, I wrote it the day after I wrote John Hughes' movie. Um, and the song it was the first song I did uh, with a friend of mine called Fred, um, who goes by Fred Gibson, and we've we've now worked together a lot. So it's I love that song always because it marks like the start of our friendship. It was the first day we met and our first collaboration. Um, and yeah, I think we went in and we were sort of singing around various ideas, and then that whole chorus just came pretty quickly. And then the rest of the song came super quickly. I don't even really remember writing it. I feel like it just was like a sort of ch channeling of sort of just one long monologue and just onto the page. You mentioned uh, busking and you bust in, you're not from Brighton originally. You didn't, were born, born in Brighton, but, but you kind of came up in Brighton. Is that correct? Yeah. So tell us about this busking experience. What kind of, were you right by the beach? And what kind of songs did you sing? Like, tell us about that whole part of your life. Yeah, super fun. So I, yeah, I grew up, I was actually born in Brighton, but I grew up in a small town nearby. And then I would go to Brighton on the weekends and I, yeah, I would busk on, on the seafront. I would busk in the lanes, which are these kind of like cobblestone, ye old streets full of shops. Um, I'd busk in the city center and I'd just be there with my little busking amp and I'd just set up and sing for a couple of hours, covers and originals and literally anything anyone wanted. Um, and yeah, just sort of like make some money. I used to sing Disney covers outside the children's library. So children would dance and parents would feel bad and have to give me their money. Um, so I was obviously enterprising. Take advantage of their, of their parents too. Very much know. so. I was yeah. tough the then. Yeah. I came across something on YouTube. Okay. It's called Macy and Ellen Save Your Sad Girl Summer. Yes. All right. And if, if anybody hasn't seen it, um, it's sort of your kind of like Jordan knows this. It's like call her daddy. It's like a it's like a girls just chat room. Have you heard of call her daddy? I have heard of call okay. her daddy. Okay. It reminded me of call her daddy. And I'm obsessed with that. That's how I started loving podcasting. Uh tell me about like 
you know, can we expect a Macy and Ellen call her daddy edition podcast mm-hmm. coming soon? Wow, that would be very iconic. I think maybe one day if we, live, ever. if we live closer to each other, um, because we currently don't live, she lives in Nottingham, she's a university and I'm in London. Um, but I, I mean, that was so fun. Yeah, we did you like a kind of like agony aunt thing. And we did like a couple episodes and it was it was super fun. So yeah, definitely again, one day we'll bring back Save Your Zach Osama, I think. We'll do like another you another series. You have but, to. I was yeah, loving it. Potentially. Thank Me and my you. little sister were watching it. We were like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And gave some savage advice in that. I remember being like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a savage. You had a song, Smile, which appeared on the Birds of Prey soundtrack uh, recently. Um, how did that, how did you get that song on that soundtrack? And it fit perfectly in with the movie and the rest of the soundtrack. Did you record, did you, did they pick that up after you recorded it or tell me about how, how that song came to be on, on that movie? Yeah, super fun. So I heard that the movie was being made. Um, and I was somebody at my record label mentioned it and was like, Oh, they're looking for songs and just sent me like the, the email brief they send around to everybody um, when they're doing these things, you know, they send a brief that's like, we're looking for songs like this, sort of like empowerment anthems, think Cardi B, think Rihanna. Um, and I just thought it sounded super fun. So I texted my friend, Ben, uh, who's a producer, who goes by Two H Punch, who's super good. And we just went into the studio for a day and basically tried to write a Cardi B song just for fun. And mm-hmm. it came out, it was Smile. And it actually used to have a sample of Cher going, my mom told me to marry a rich man. And I said, mom, I am a rich man. <gasps> um, but we actually took it out for for copyright reasons. Um, and yeah, we just, I just sent it off to the, to the label. And I just sent, and I was like, here's a thing if you want it. I kind of expecting no one to even look at it because it was just me. Um, and yeah, they, they really liked it and they just kept on getting approved. And then it was in the film, which was crazy. Yeah, you're alongside not only uh, – and a Doja Cat song leads it off the soundtrack off, so you're in in good company there. That's why. Very good. Things are starting to open up a little bit more, especially um, in in Europe and Australia, especially like Australia. The island countries have kind of figured it out, and you are scheduled to play All Points East uh, in the UK in August. how do you feel about this whole venturing back out into the world and playing festivals and shows again? Oh my God. Amazing. Um, I'm so excited to play shows. I was announcing uh, all points this morning. And I was like, I can't even believe I'm announcing this. Like it feels, feels too good to be true. So there's a lineup right there with Foles there and bicycle club and caribou. Great lineup. Amazing. Yeah. Such a great lineup. Um, I love so many of these people. Yeah. It feels too good to be true. So I am touching wood a lot of the time, but I'm yeah I'm so excited to play live oh my god I've missed it so much and I feel like it's such an important part of what I do and what I signed up to do and yeah I just just cannot wait until I'm back on any stage I'll play to anyone I don't care you describe your uh, music as emo pop emo girl pop is that correct Mm -hmm. you made that up you made that term up I did I coined it I mean that's like Okay, like tell us what, how did you come up with that? What kind of, did you grow up listening to emo music? Like, how did you come up with that? I did, I think it was, I, it's hilarious. Like I get asked about this all the time and I think it was just a random thought I had one day that I just mindlessly tweeted. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think I loved, I grew up listening to My Comical Romance and Fall Out Boy and All Time Low. Um, and so I definitely used to, yeah, I think that was definitely a lot, a lot of the foundation of my music 
sort of obsession was those bands and the lyrics in those bands and the sort of dramatic emotion is so amazing. And I actually think I really have carried that across. But emo girl pop really is just a sort of like a, a tongue in cheek way of describing the music I make. It's kind of dramatic. It's pop. I'm a girl. That's, you know, those are the main pillars of it. Your music is very pop oriented. Do you, do you see in the future, like maybe since you love that kind of music, adding some harder guitars, you know, some more pounding drum kit type things? 100%. I mean, I have so many songs that do like stuff like that. And they're a bit, unfortunately, they just can't all come out. But I would love to, I would love to kind of do an album one day that's, you know, much more rooted in that and really go to town and work with people that have done that the whole life. I'm really good friends with the um, the guys in All Time Low and we are planning on doing some stuff together at some point because they're wonderful. And I would, yeah, I think that'd be so fun. That would be, like, that'd be sick. I mean, going back to the emo thing, it's like Sad Girl Summer. Um, your expression lyrically is really super to the point. You know what I mean? You're not like, you know, it's not like metaphors all over the place. Like I know what she's saying. I can relate to it. And so many girls can relate to what you're saying um, with your writing style. Um, and I wanted to know, for example, like in the one for John Hughes movie, uh, do you believe in like the end of the hook line is you're not the one? How, is that? Um, mm -hmm. Do you believe in the one? Is there a one? Wow. Big question. Um, no, I think you can have, I think you can have multiple ones. Um, I think that it's an insane thought that you could only have one one and you would have to meet them and there's billions of people in the world so you'd have to meet your one out of only like a couple <laughs> thousand that you meet in your life so no I think you can have multiple ones for different points of your life um, for different purposes there you go what would be your dream guy yeah what's your what's your ideal guy we're going deep we're going deep what's my ideal guy oh my god um okay let me let me give this a think I mean Heath Ledger in Ten Things I Hate About You when he gives her the bass guitar at, at the end of the at the end of the film. If if a boy wants to give me a bass guitar, I'm personally up for that. So you like long-haired rocker dudes? I I'm you know anyone with a heart of gold is is fine by me and a driver's license. Take notes, boys. Take notes. Write this down. One thing that really you had a huge. Let's talk about 2020 now. A lot of people you know, really took advantage of, of having all this time to themselves and your career, really your streams went up, your popularity went up. Um, wh what, what, how did you spend your 2020 and why do you think that that period was so, uh, successful for you? Interesting. Um, thank you. I think I, I honestly, I spent a lot of 2020 writing, um, so much of 2020 writing, really writing a lot on my own, which was something I hadn't done for a while. Um, I spent a lot of 2020 talking to people. I spent a lot of 2020 just, I mean, mainly working and writing, I think. And, you know, the pandemic has mean, meant everything is online these days, which is a blessing and a curse, but it means that you're able to do so much from home. You know, I can do all of my promo from home. I can, it's, we're now set up to sort of talk to everyone across the world. So I really just, had my head down for a lot of it and was just really working on making a great album and talking to as many people as possible. Macy, you're, I think you're 20 years old, right? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, how into you are, let's just talk about social media for a second. The TikTok, the Instagram, you're an artist, you're a writer, you do so many things and it's kind of like, do you enjoy having to put yourself out there all the time on social media? I think interesting. Even I mean, sorry from YouTube, but I feel like that was a hobby for you, right? 
I did, but also I, you know, I think obviously there's times when you wish um, that uh, you were maybe, you know, less prominent on the internet. But for the most part, I love, I love social media. I, I think TikTok is the funniest place on the internet. I think mm-hmm. Twitter is amazing. I love, I love Instagram, and I think that I. I've, lo- I've kind of grown up in a world of the internet. And I, yeah, I came from YouTube. I came from having internet friends and YouTube friends who I'm still friends with now. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it can be hard work and it can be draining and sometimes you can want to take a step back. But for the most part, I think it's really funny and great. And I love being able to talk to fans and like being group chats with them and just sort of have jokes. I'm a big fan of jokes and the internet is great for them. That's the strange thing about your, sorry, Demi, go ahead. No, that she started on YouTube, which is pretty cool. And then something went viral, and it's like the the story. Yeah, I um, you we were talking about this huge twenty twenty that you had, and the strange part about it is, is that you haven't been able to make your public appearances, do festivals, do shows, you know, sign autographs and crowds. So it's going to be strange for you that you were you weren't as well known, you know, a year and a half ago compared to what you are now. So that'll be a whole another world to you. Are you prepared for that? Yeah, I guess that's true. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I think so. I guess it will see what happens when it when it happens. But um, I think it's going to be such a, I, fingers crossed, a good world when we all come out of this and we can see each other again and go to shows and go to gigs. I have high hopes that everyone's going to be so grateful and so happy to be there that it's just going to be like the nicest time ever. So I'm excited. And the crown of that year, of this past year, was getting the Taylor Swift cosign. Yes. Oh, I, that, that face says it all. You, uh, there's the tweet. I'm a huge fan. Uh, now this was specifically about a, you did a, you recreated Taylor Swift's exile in only an hour and Taylor loved it apparently. So tell us about why only an hour. What was this for? Tell us about this whole situation. Yeah. Oh my God. Best day of my life. Um, so Griff and myself are good friends and she just reached out and she does this series called uh in under the clock something to do with that um don't quote me on that but she kind of where she yeah she has to do a song you have to do a song in under an hour so i literally just rocked up on the day to the studio we decided what we were going to do when we were there there was no honestly there was no rehearsals there was no pre-planning but we're both just massive swifties and it was near when folklore come out so we're like let's do exile and yeah we did it in an hour we recorded it it was done I didn't really think much of it, um, as in, you know, it was coming out and that was super fun and it came out. And then, yeah, I think the day after Taylor tweeted that and I lost my mind and so did Griff. Griff, we just faced on each other and screamed for like a solid 10 minutes and then that was it. But I'm the biggest Swifty ever, absolutely, I think, actually, objectively ever. So it was a, the best day of my life. I will never have a better day than that. What is your favorite Taylor Swift era? The country Taylor Swift, the dance pop Taylor Swift, or this the more recent kind of singer-songwriter cottagecore Taylor mm. Swift? I mean, all are great. I love all of them. Maybe, what's my favorite era? Oh, I'm I a mean, big Red fan. I like Red. Yeah, I'm a big Red fan. I think my, my favorite albums, oh, I mean, it's very hard to tell though. I mean, I'm a big like Speak Now era fan. But I'm also, I mean, I love folklore. It's like if I asked Taylor Swift to make me an album, she would have made me folklore. So it's kind of perfect for me. Um, but I love, and 1989 is obviously incredible. I mean, I'm, as I said, a big Taylor fan all around. 
Could you imagine a tour maybe in the future brewing um, opening for Taylor Swift? Possibly. I mean, that would be my dream. I would literally, I would, that would be the happiest six months of my life. I would literally never top it. <laughs> I could do my own tour in stadiums and be like, not as good as Taylor on there. Um, so no, maybe, who knows? Maybe one day that would be the best time ever. You seem like you, you've done, you'd like, you enjoy collaborating on different songs and stuff. Um, do you enjoy that more than doing stuff by yourself? Do you like having co-writers? Do you like having producers and singers to collaborate with? Um, I really enjoy both. Um, I love collaborating. I love co-writing um, with like one or two other people. Um, but I also really love working on my own. And I try, I think they both really complement each other. I think I worked a lot on my own last year and it really fed into my collaborations and made me a much better, more confident um, co-writer, which is great. So I really like both. I would love to do an album in the future that's 100% just written by me. But for now, I'm super happy working with friends and making stuff together, I think. That's also really fun. The Sad Girl Summer video had some of your closest friends, was it? Yeah. And I mean, y'all were just straight chilling. Um, are your friends supportive of your career? Because I know you're so, you know, you're still, are you in school? Um, how does that feel to be doing what you're doing at this age? Yeah, they are. They're very sweet. They're very supportive. Um, I live actually in a house with with five of them. Um, no way. Yeah. Is it like an artist house? Yeah. No, it's a student house. They all go to university oh. and none oh of them do music. God. Yeah. I mean, like a, in like a, what would you guys call it? Like a sorority. I, um, <laughs> not, not really a sorority, but I guess that's the equivalent. Um, but yeah, so they, um, they're all very supportive, but none of them do music. So they're all very like, great, Maisie. Like, I don't know what you spend all your time doing, <laughs> but like your songs sound nice. Like they hear me singing upstairs and they're like, that sounded nice. And I'm like, thanks guys. Um, but yeah, they're very supportive. And I'm actually playing this festival, All Points East, which is really close to where we live. So, so I think we're all going to go and they'll get to actually see me perform, which they've never seen before. So that should be fun. Do you have a, big, a, a good like uh, recording setup in there? Do you at least have some kind of like laptop, you know, a little mixer board? Like what, what do you got going on in there in terms of how you can make music in your in your in your bedroom? I do. That was definitely a pandemic thing. Um, very early on in the pandemic, I kind of was like, right, I've got to sort myself out. So I've got like a little keyboard. I've got Logic. I've got a laptop set up. Um, and I just kind of like tinker around on my own. I mainly just record kind of like guitar vocal demos um, for friends of mine. And I send them out and we kind of do stuff like that. But yes, I, and I definitely want to get better at producing in the next couple of years. Right now, I'm too impatient and I've got too much to do. And I write too many songs to be bothered to spend ages producing them. But one day I would definitely like to sort of be a more competent producer and, you know, produce my own records and produce other people's would be really cool. You seem so like for some of the artists we have on here, absolutely bonkers. And I'm like, she's so put together. Like she's she's so articulate. And I'm like, there has to be this crazy side of you. She lives in a house of five girls, you know, once 12 p.m. or a.m. hits, uh, you know, shit must go crazy. What does mm. it look like? What's your life look like on the weekends outside of music? Um, who are you outside of all this business stuff? Maisie is, we're having technical difficulties. Um, let's go, we'll see if she can get back on here. She can come back on. We'll it was a wait, great frame when she was on. That was that was she at least she had a nice <laughs> smile when she when she awesome. froze. Um oh there she's back on. Maisie. Sorry about that, Maisie. We got you back. Sorry, my fault, my fault. Internet debatable. Um, but I'm mm -hmm. back. Hello. There you go. That's There's the chaos. You were like, you seem to put together. 
<laughs> yes, I was wondering, what are you like on the weekends when you have a few beers? Like, what are you like outside of Macy, the artist, the business girl? Like, tell me everything. What's Who is she behind the music? Wow. I mean, is there amazing behind the music? Who knows? I am pretty full time. <laughs> um, but no, I would say actually hilariously in my house, I, I'm on the more chaotic side. Um, uh -oh. We actually have us. We sort everyone in this house and everyone in the world into winners and funners. Um, and I am a funner. Um, I, I, you know, you can have a think about what you are if you think you're a winner or a funner. It's very so different. What's, what do they mean, winner and funner? Um, it's kind of up to interpretation. It's more of a gut reaction. Like, are you a funner? Are you a winner? Um, I'm trying to trying to think of examples here for you. Um, but yeah, it, it's a UK phrase. We're like we're in New York. We uh, it, it's not global. It's it's very much our house. Are you a funner? Or a winner? I'm going to look this <laughs> That's up. Some new shit. I'm going to look funner or winner up. Uh, we'll see uh, what that actually means. Okay, so uh, the last thing we wanted to talk about, and hopefully Macy can come back on um, the stream here in a second, get the internet worked out, but she does have a book club. Now, Demi, you're a big Oprah fan. Oprah has the <laughs> Oprah book club. So, oh, there she is. I'm so sorry. I'm back. It's okay. We, we the last thing like she's playing hide and seek with us. The show is almost over, but we want to ask you about your book club, the Maisie yes. Peters book club. Tell us about the Maisie Peters book club. Yes. So Maisie Peters book club started almost a year ago, I think. Um, and I read a lot. I always have. And I think actually one of my fans said, you should start a book club or you should talk about the books you read more. And I was like, that's an amazing idea. So we essentially started this book club where we read a book every month and then I get to interview the author, which is super hard and stressful and scary because authors are very professional people. And if you can't tell, I'm vaguely chaotic, although you guys seem to think I'm put together. So that makes me feel better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I interview the author at the end of every month and we talk about the book and the process and kind of analyze it and analyze them and how they write, which is really interesting to me as a writer as well, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's been going for almost a year, which is crazy. And has been so good, but really challenging, which I think has been interesting and important. Are you a voracious reader? Do you read, are you reading constantly? Do you go through like a book a week or a book a few days or something? I really, sometimes, yes. It really depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes I go through real phases and I'll go through just like books on books on books. Um, but it depends how busy I am, I guess. And if I'm kind of reading something I really love. Um, if I'm reading something I really love, I'll tend to finish it super quickly because I'm just like, I'm too impatient to wait. Um, but yes, I've definitely gone through phases. And who's your favorite writer? Do you have oh, a favorite writer? I don't know if I have a favorite writer. I have favorite books. Um, my favorite books are, I have two. I have The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald and uh, The Secret History by Donna Tartt. Those are my two favorite books. I was curious if you were going to go modern or more like Bronte sisters, you know. No, I'm I'm more of a modern, like a modern novel than a than an older one. Um, I don't. Again, I'm too impatient for the for the language of trying to dissect. <laughs> I want to join your book club. How can we all join your book club? Yeah, here, plug it, plug it, plug it, plugging away. Okay, it's so easy. It's just on Instagram. Just give it a follow. It's MP Book Club, um, and all of the resources there. The books we talk, you know, the interviews we do, like fun playlists we do kind of interactive things. And it's for all types of readers. It doesn't matter if you've finished the book or not. Um, it's just fun. And it's just, a, a it's like the nicest corner of the internet. I swear, it's so cute. 
Sounds sounds great. Oh sounds great. Sounds super nerdy, but and super fun. That's exactly what I am. <laughs> She's a funner. Daisy Peters colon super nerdy I'm and super funner. fun. Yeah. A, yeah. Nerdy funner. That's me. Oh yeah. There's there's the Instagram handle for the book club right there. So <laughs> appreciate that. All right, Maisie, we will let you go. Have a good night. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us, and good luck um, on your future endeavors. Thank you guys so much. What a fun time. Amazing. That was Maisie Peters. Uh, and uh, Demi, that, she seems like the kind of person that you'd be friends with. I'm definitely joining her book club. And my question for Jordan is, Jordan, are you a funner or are you a winner? I, I hope I'm a funner. Maybe <laughs> I'm not. Can you be combination? I wish I could ask her. Can you be a combination? Of yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna look this up now. I hope but they're both do. good. It's yeah. like... I want to see if they, I wonder if those phrases have like an urban dictionary um, entry. Yeah. I love the UK, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that will do it for us here on It's Real with Jordan and Demi. As always, you can go to popdust.com for an archive of all our past shows. You can follow me on Instagram at Jordan Edwards Studio and Demi at Demi underscore Ramos. So until next time, we will see you later. Bye.